Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. I woke up today and chose peace. Pumpkin, apple, blueberry, <laughs> maybe lemon. It's the dumbest <laughs> Okay, well, this is worse. Um, the B in my bonnet is Botox. Because <laughs> they wear bonnets on Salt Lake City. <laughs> Wait, that is so much better than mine. I'm really I feel like upset I need to say about it. Lisa Barlow. The B in my bonnet <laughs> is Botox. Oh my goodness, you guys. It's Andy's Girls. It's a Thanksgiving weekend. Kiki, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. If you celebrate it, and if you don't know problem, great sales going on. So we should just really feel thankful for 25% off is what I'm saying. To to see every company ever be like, huge Black Friday sale, 25% off. I'm like, I can find 25% off of everything at all times. Like, how dare you act like this is a big sale? Also, not to be that person, but like some of those places used to be 30 Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't be. Oh yeah, I can't be thrilled like with Reformation, which is like the worst company. 30, right, right. It, now, now they're it's at 25, 25, and I'm like, that's nothing. That's not really that's anything. sales tax and shipping, baby. Like that's what I'm saying. Give me a 50. Give me a 50 on half the merch. I don't even need 50. I mean, I do need 50. I also need like 83. But like, if yeah. you just drop me a 30, it feels 30. more festive. Yeah, 25 feels like at any time you could be like, this is 25% off. And I'd be like, okay. Also, Anthro, who I worked 400 years ago for 1500 years, did like 40%, an extra 40% off sale as part of their whatever. But last weekend it was 50. So like, it's I like, can't buy those do- flats on yeah, sale. Yeah, I think that like the sale economy is just like, throwing shit at the wall and no one knows i know but i like i miss like eight years ago what sales online were but my life and credit score has been built on the girl math that if Mm -hmm. you buy something on sale you're You're saving saving money money. so it's like i am doing good for the economy for my budgeting if i get like you know a leather jacket from all saints i can't afford but Mm -hmm. that is in fact 30 percent. you know what it might be 25 no 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 i think it's 30 and then all of these places are sending out Black Friday, we're guys, um, PS, it's Andy's Girls. We're recording this on Wednesday. <laughs> I've gotten like 7,000 emails from different companies and stores saying, you know, yeah. the sale started now. You can't start me the day on before Wednesday. it's too stressful. Right. And now I'm like, should I be shopping now? And it's like, for what? I don't even Honestly. buy people presents anymore. Like, yeah, we don't do. I haven't done gifts in. I only, like, I have a few, I have a few friends where we're like, we do a little bit of gifting at the end of the year just as a. We just like buying stuff. So it's like, let me just buy you things I like, and then you buy me the things you like, and then we'll have the things that each other likes. 
Like oh, Oprah's favorite thing style. I love Oprah's favorite things. I do do Sarah's favorite things. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, did that at one point on Instagram with various housewives. Maybe I should bring that back and do a Sarah's favorite things. Like we did a giveaway like one day oh. a week. Um, but what I have done, I'm turning to the clothes and I will introduce oh. today's guest in just a second, sure. is that I do believe in giving one gift every night of Hanukkah yes. to myself. Yes, yes, yes. So what I will do is put my menorah, I'm gesticulating, mm-hmm. I'm pointing over in the clothes, which is very helpful for an audio podcast, but right where there is currently a St. Pedro Pascal um, holy candle. And thank you to the AG for getting that off of the Clophis registry. I treasure it and think of it every day. But I put my little menorah, which I've only lit two times in the past decade plus, Mm -hmm. and then I just stack gifts underneath it because we can't do a Hanukkah bush. No. Not this year. No. So I have the menorah and I have a a really intentionally old looking menorah because the theme in my head was – Indiana Jones. Sure. And when he goes in and he gets the goblet, yes. the Jesus cup is sure. like the one that's like the old maiden old type of cup. Right. So I have the yes, like that's what they call it, the old cup. It's the old cup, <laughs> as you know, as the as the folks know. So I like stack it underneath and then I surprise myself mm, with a mm-hmm, gift tonight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a candle, mm. sometimes it's a box of matches for I the candle. That. That's yes. night two. But so we'll one see. sock. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next night, other sock. <laughs> I like cut apart a book and I'm like, chapter three is tonight, seven through ten. Okay, you guys, you know what? Before we dive into the festivities that surely will be this episode, I should probably announce and celebrate this return guest. You know her as a writer, comedian, and co-host of the incredible podcast Ruined, Allison Leiby. How are we? Fine. Yeah, we're okay. Okay. We're okay. Okay. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> I'm also like, what's happening to me? Nothing. Everything. I don't know. Like, this is a weird week. The Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Like, ha- half the people are, like, furiously working to, like, get stuff done. I don't know any of those people. Like, I just feel like the city. Like, people. Oh, okay. Like, the people like, is in the city. that Like, so not actual people. Like, but, like, but the, people. the vibe. Yeah, the vibe is, We're like. actually like, bitchy, certainly. Yeah, like, half the people are, like, frantically, like, preparing Thanksgiving and getting all their work done and, like, doing all this shit. And then the half the other half of the people, the me, are just like, I watched 12 hours of television yesterday. <laughs> Straight. I mean, that is just a Tuesday for me, to be honest. Yeah. I just was like, but no, I got nothing. Me and the cat just watched some TV. I do think though that the the just the calendar telling me the holiday star, I do feel mm-hmm. instinctively stressed out. Like today I do yeah. feel a little harried, a little last minute-y, mm-hmm. a little like I know we're all supposed to like relax and enjoy, but Thanksgiving is to me the most stressful maybe that's because i don't do christmas apologies yeah. bcc hanukkah harry and hanukkah doesn't mean as yeah, much as i want it to mean stuff holiday no because unfortunately even though i am spiritually mid-20s plus the gifts aren't given no we don't get shit when we get older it's no. not like christmas which is like eternal right it does end it really ends, and we were just exchanging. Hanukkah ends. We were exchanging essentially checks and restaurant gift certificates. And at a certain point, my family was like, "This is ridiculous. We need to stop doing it." I was the I was only like, one who was like, "No, we should continue no, keep doing this." Stuff. I want stuff. I want to open a present. Yeah. So now I have to capper myself. Like, what kind of what 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 situation is this? I don't yeah. want this. No. 
Anyway, um, happy whatever to whomever. Listen, we're all just trying to fucking make our way through. The world is on fire. You can find stuff in show notes. I don't really have a lot to say, except the hopelessness that I feel 23 hours a day is really, truly saved by the hour in which I record. <laughs> yes, this is it. This is the break. This is really, this is our work toward yes. world, world peace yes. is what we're accomplishing here. I'm not going to say it's better than the United Nations, but I'm not not saying that. And I think that's an important thing to clarify. Um, Listen, the world, the universe has given us so many gifts. Wow. Yeah. The the franchises are happening. Salt Lake City, again, recording this on Wednesday afternoon. Wow. I just watched it. I, yeah. I I watched it last night. I just, um, it was, uh, it, it was... Um, the most ridiculous, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. I was so happy for it. I was I'm, so happy for I it. I feel like it brought us back, and a lot of this season has been bringing us back to kind of foundational Salt Lake yes. interactions. It's like they're doing something stupid that's Mormon adjacent, but also fighting. Like that's what we need. Like we need like right. It's about the church, but it's actually just about people being mean. Like it's about like right. it's like it's like we're we're outside and it looks cold out, and the, there's kind of no reason for that. Like there's just like a lot. Because my favorite part of this is Heather being like, it's about our culture, wink, wink. So we're going to have some mac and cheese. And then half the table thinks that, in fact, a part of the Mormon culture and of like days or yonder or whatever was, in fact, about eating mac and cheese. And then the other half of the table is like, I don't really think that mac and cheese was like a thing back then. No, And just watching the two different parts of the table try to figure this out. Well, like everybody has this really weird connection to what they're talking. Because like, you know, Whitney, I think, you know, she's got her own stuff with being Mormon and like her leaving the church, but like still having this weird connection to it that Heather doesn't. Mm. And then Lisa is like, I'm Mormon. And you're like, okay. <laughs> no, you can wear strapless in the church. Um, you know, Meredith's just like, what? Um, like, Meredith's not Jewish or is not uh, Mormon. No, she's Jewish. She's Jewish, right. Yeah, she's Jewish. Yeah, her and Seth, obviously. Why was I about to say she's Jewish? She's a lawyer. Yeah, I don't know, because it makes sense. <laughs> she's Jewish. She's a lawyer. She's Jewish. Um, we can say these things. Good we for her. Um, <laughs> and then, like, it's an identity. And thing. then, like, it's an identity. You know, and GK is is Greek Orthodox, so she's just like, I'm just looking in, and this is all really weird. She's just here for a good time. Um, I have I've come full like I've done a 180 on Angie. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then also, I'm just like, I don't know what Monica's religious connections are, but they seem... She used to be Mormon. She was yes. excommunicated yes. after she oh, had an right. affair with her brother-in-law, brother-in-law who that remains like a part very, of the church. That feels like the most Mormon thing any of them could have done. <laughs> Re- oh, yeah. I mean, a li- I mean, according to... Yeah. <laughs> Just on the, the broad strokes yeah, overview yeah, yeah. of what broad non-Mormons strokes. know about broad Mormonism. Broad that stroke. Feels, that right. feels... You know, that's a joke. I that is a joke. <laughs> don't want to get canceled. <laughs> that... I think in the last whatever, just my hesitation about making very, very dark jokes has adjusted itself ever so slightly. Um, This is, in fact, a comedy podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, But listen, Angie Kay. Angie Kay. What? (laughs) I gotta say, it was tough to watch her and her husband have that That was tough. I was just like, I think these emotions are very real. But I'm like, why why don't you guys see each other? Like, I refuse, I don't know. I'm not in a partnership and I'm not on a reality show and I don't own a business and I'm not a parent. So, like, cool. I can't, you know, <laughs> I'm living loud. Um, but, like, I'm like, you guys got to make time 
for your, like, I don't know. Well, I'm just like, why? Why? I mean, similar, honestly, to the conversation about like sex and sexual intimacy that we saw on New York mm -hmm. with Jessel and Pavit. Like, I do understand 100% the, and that was for various reasons and obviously stuff dealing with IVF and the ages of the babies and everything else and the trauma that she had experienced. And that was like sex had become scheduled and had changed. And so adjusting it back is a very long process and stressful mm. and everything else. I I understood that. I connected with that. The, the intimacy, the physical intimacy, absolutely. Yes. The interesting thing with Electra is she's not... So I always think it's with like younger kids. Yeah, like toddlers, babies. But it's not. It's with kids of all ages. Mm. And maybe it gets tougher when the kids get older because then they have their hobbies or after school somebody's activities. Somebody's them communicate. here. Somebody's got to take them to this. They're, Yeah. I don't know. I just like it's not even the physical intimacy stuff where she was just like, no, we haven't really like I that I understand. No, I was thinking more about the date night more than yeah, yeah, yeah. Them not seeing each other, which I do get the sense that they're not like spending any time together. Because the thing that's nuts to me as someone who is not married and does not have kids, Mazel of the day, mm-hmm. is that when you I don't know why this is like just occurring to me and just really truly occurred to me as an adult, but like if you go to a movie with your partner, yeah, I mean. It's the movie itself is like way too expensive. That's gonna be like mm, sixty bucks Easy. for two tickets and like some sort of snack. Right. Then you're you're putting on like another hundred for the for a sitter? babysitter. Yeah. I can't imagine that every single time you do something. That was something I forget who it was. And I, oh God, we were talking about like comedy. It was like somebody in comedy like talking about stand up mm. and like how some people get up and kind of like don't try or like. Just do like really old shitty jokes that like aren't really good anymore. Love or like, that. You that know, would be me. Or yeah. just like aren't like just like don't like bring it for shows, especially like ticketed shows, like a little back of the room mm. bar show. Like, I don't know. You kind of see what you're getting from that. But like mm. when people come and they pay a cover and they buy drinks, like you have to remember that like probably 50 percent of the people in that room also are paying like they're spending hundreds of dollars right, to come out to tonight. It's not just like your spot pay. It's mm-hmm. like all of these things they're paying for to have a night. Like you have to give them a show. And I always like remembered that from early on. Like if you're in a place where people bought tickets, there are more costs on top of that mm-hmm. that make nights really expensive to go out. So like you have to try. They paid to see you. So I always think about that. I think about just like the level of exhaustion that a person right. must have about being surrounded by so much happening just 24-7 that if you have two hours to spare, I would probably just want to curl up with a book and not do anything yes, be in also. The dark. But the difference here is that probably some of my stress would be financial, mm-hmm. certainly emotional too, sure. which is priceless, but also financial, obviously judging by, you know, Angie K's sunglasses, the house. We don't need to call them sunglasses <laughs> anymore. They're full like UV shields. They are. I, I want them. She looks like my dentist when they're doing x-rays like <laughs> i the i have i don't even i don't know what is happening on my journey with angie k but like obviously it is not that it's something else i mean it's the idea that what happens if i've run out of things to say to this person mm. what happens if we've grown so far apart that time alone would do nothing but force us to realize that yeah. i mean that's fucking stressful i got Absolutely. it and like that she's they're doing that while navigating rumors about their own relationship that right. are like within their community and also 
national. <laughs> um, yeah. Like that, like I, that's why I think I like, I think like last episode during the sound bath fight mm. and like her, like, even though I think Monica's kind of like a moving target of how I'm supposed to feel about her. But like, I like, I liked how she handled like talking to Monica first and then how she handled just trying to be like a real peacekeeper and still like didn't then just like dump either of the women after that fight. She yeah. was like, I'm trying to be here. Like, I was just like, oh, I think I like wrote her off kind of quickly to be like, I don't get, I mean, I was just like not thrilled with her last season as Mm -hmm. a friend of. And then like this season, I'm like, what is this woman with the dog and the pink hair and the stupid sunglasses? And she's always confronting people over things that don't mean it. Like, and now I'm like, oh, I think I get her a little bit. Like she, she at least became like human and likable to me in the last two episodes in a way that I hadn't seen her up until It's kind of like if Christine on Selling Sunset met up with like Glinda the Good Witch. Mm, mm -hmm. Because it's like you came in as a caricature. Yes. It was all about the artifice. It was all about the look. Showing up to Palm Springs and being like, I got, I wasn't invited and I'm going to like make a whole thing of it when it's like, I know that that's your job, but also like grow up. And then to see all of this, and I'm like, okay, this is a three-dimensional person that I can, like, sometimes support. I do think that there is, like, potentially, like, a really good heart underneath all that Dior. Not Dior. YSL. Gucci, Yeah, she's She's not Dior. Yeah. Well, I mean. I don't know. It's, she gives me, (laughs) she gives me some kind of energy. I mean, it was tough to watch the episode because I was so distracted by her and maybe those sunglasses at every moment moment and it's at one point i'm like is she a great housewife i mean absolutely not but like is she great for this franchise i think she's great for this franchise and also like i was giving monica a lot of the credit and jen being gone for why we're kind of back to basics and i do think that she's part of it i think without her it would still be a good season but like i don't know she's like working for me right now i think monica would be too much on her own yeah there she is like because she is untethered from the rest of them and angie k is a grounding force for her like she is (laughs) like someone that like can sit with her and be like we do know each other we've known each other for like we are friends like let me bring you back down to earth a little bit or let me like be a real like sounding board for you to like say some stuff to me and i'm gonna actually listen to it as opposed to like anytime she's gonna try and talk to you know, Lisa or Monica or Heather even like never before has Angie K ever been seen as a grounding force. I know this is the first time for her. And at this week of all the weeks when they're in like aprons and bonnets and just looking like absolute caricatures to just like constantly have the cameras going back to Meredith shaking that mason jar of milk into butter and just being like the job isn't done. (laughs) Like, I love her. I think Whitney was doing it too at one point. Yes, Whitney was, was in the, so at dist- the table. I was so distracted, not in a way that I was so distracted with like love for it. Like yes. the fact that like, and Meredith's not giving it her best. She never no. does. She's disengaging. No, so no. it's like when she's given that like disengaged hand job to the butter that will never be butter while complaining about the fact that it will never be butter and it's supposed to be butter. Right. Honestly, it almost brought a tear to my eye. It was magical. It was, it was the, the scene of magical thinking. Yeah, it, it really, really was. was. It really was. Also that we got like all those um, kind of like reaction shots from goats the whole time. That was like really special. I love like when there's animals in the mix that we can kind of like cut to. Um, I really enjoyed. I just thought that this was like an event that was like correct for this franchise and like anything else like this in any other city would be like 
what are we doing? This is such a waste of time. But like here, I'm like, this is real. This is going to get under people's skin in a certain way because everybody has their own connection to Mormonism. And like you can tell, like Lisa's like, why is Heather doing Mormonism? (laughs) (laughs) She's bad Mormon. Um, You know, you could see everybody kind of like have their own connection to it. But then also like it's a thing, but it's not a thing. And we have to announce this trip and we're not going to like it was just like the right event for Salt Lake City for right now as like what I believe is kind of a tipping point before we go to Bermuda and I think things start to shift. What would you say to someone who has never seen Housewives before and is like, I'm thinking about watching Get my- your life together. <laughs> well, I know. Number one, who are you? Um, How did you find yourself here on this planet? But also, if they've never seen Housewives before and they're like, you know what? I feel like watching a single episode. I think I'm going to mm. watch the one that I heard about was Salt Lake and Butter. Like if someone's introduction to Housewives was Salt Lake City, would that be a mistake? I think Salt Lake City is the wrong first Housewives. Right? I agree. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say that this episode is a bad first Salt Lake. Yeah. You know. No, it's a great Salt Lake, but I don't but feel it's like not, But Salt Lake is not Salt Lake is an anomaly. It is not like all of the other Housewives. How so? I think I don't know there's just something that makes it different and I don't know mm-hmm. if it's just like the newness of it and like mm-hmm. the other new things like Dallas kind of like came and went and didn't really work and what else have we tried everything everything um a DC was a DC mess. was a mess Miami first version did not go yeah first version well I mean Potomac worked Potomac Miami is, great. is back mm-hmm. like I mean I, it's just like such a different I don't know there's something different about I think because it has this weird like the community they're in while like does speak to old versions of housewives like New York and Beverly Hills where like these women did know each other they were all living in a 13 block radius on the Upper East Side and they were socializing together Beverly Hills too these women do have that but it's different in what way I don't know I think I don't know I think maybe the Mormon stuff really like is what like gives it kind of like a little bit of like a slant. I just think about it, you know, there's always that conversation and it's happened on AG certainly recently as well of wanting to cast people who do not so obviously remember that they're on camera at all times that they're being filmed and i don't i totally agree with that perspective but i don't know how you weigh that against salt lake city where it's so apparent at all times that this is being filmed for a tv show and being manufactured for a tv show it is potentially yeah the most manufactured of any franchise on housewives and i don't mean that in any way to be derogatory or like insulting i just think it's clearly it's none of this they wouldn't be going to the Trixie Motel like some of the yes. choices of things are so colorful yeah and a lot on it and like I don't know you know in real and it's so hard to know like what Whitney and Heather really are like living through as people who are mm. related to each other. but I'm like would they really still be speaking to each other like what like I don't know I just feel like you fight with your family like that you don't have to show up and go to work with them again but I don't know that you would be fighting with your family like that if, if not you for reality the show. TV. Also, it's, they're not family. They're cocktail they're, party cousins. They yeah. found out randomly yes. after meeting. True. true, true, true. So it's not like they're going to each other's houses for, for example, right. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I don't know that no. that would be happening. I don't know. I don't know. They're, they are so aware, but it does work. 
I think part of it also, like, it works because they're not in New York or Los Angeles. Like, I think, like, the awareness of the camera and you're in Utah is, like, somehow different. Because it feels like its own universe. Its own world. Like, yeah. it's not like we see a million things shot in New York and L.A., reality and otherwise. You know, and, and you know, Orange County, just kind of like Southern California and New York. Like, ed, like entertainment places. Like, yeah. this is just a different... I think it's, like, this weird, like, I feel like I'm watching a documentary more than mm. anything else, even though I know it's, like, incredibly fabricated. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, I also think, you know, the first episode of the franchise ended or included um, You Smell Like Hospital. Yes. And so we had an inkling then that this was going to be sort of a franchise like no other. And I think it's yes. actually held really true to its roots. Yeah. I don't know about Mormon roots, but certainly Real Housewives of yes. Salt Lake City roots. It's it has always kind of been a little off kilter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that has given it a specific kind of charm. Yeah. I love it. Don't I love it. But it does feel like a slightly different thing from some of our legacy franchises. Yeah, it does. And it's, and I can't quite place what that thing is that makes it different. And it might just be these like tiny little ticks on all of these issues mm-hmm. that kind of make it feel a little bit outside. It feels a little... In a good way, in a fresh way. Totally. And it feels a little bit li- for a... It feels a little bit like a reward, which isn't to say that it doesn't deal with real issues. I thought the conversation around marriage with um, Meredith and Whitney and their spouses was actually oh, yeah. very interesting. That's right. We got a podcast on the show. We, I mean, everybody's got a podcast or YouTube at a certain point or both. Just, that's what's happening. And it's... I mean, I actually thought the scene from last week was incredibly meaningful between Meredith and Seth where oh, she was when they saying, weren't recording <laughs> they weren't which I was like oh my god I was like oh, yes, 100% yes, have been there yes, that broke yes. my heart devastating well, that one lo- that like hurt to watch <laughs> like more than any of the like really like family deaths m- incredible divorces like struggles with children and like watching Meredith be like none of that was recorded <laughs> was like truly chilling but here's my As question somebody who there's a camera crew so, but I they don't own that Audio. footage so I wonder if yeah. they asked if they could like Take the use audio. a copy of it, but I don't. I doubt that production would allow that because they. I think it comes into like ownership issues. I actually yeah, don't but know. I, I, really I don't, don't know. know. I, w- I would. I could feel Bravo being like, "Yeah, you can have that. It starts and ends with this. We're gonna like, because if it's yeah. just that, like, if nothing else was happening, and that's, right, right, they right. were just capturing what they were saying anyway, like yeah, it is true. just backup audio. It would be generous if they did that. It would and be I nice. hope that they I hope did. that they did. I didn't. I haven't listened to the podcast, so I don't know no, that they. I have did. no idea. Um, I have no interest <laughs> in it. Um, <laughs> I would listen. I would actually. I don't know. There's. I just Meredith brings me joy. But, I know. I really um, like her. But that convers- kind of like Sethy too. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I don't know. He hasn't grown on me quite yet. There's something. I'm just like. I'm like. Oh, you know. You're, you guys are trying on TV. That's nice. Like, yeah. You know. And he's supporting his. He's life. showing up and being like, I'm part of the show. You want me to be involved? I'm here. Like, I I like that. And the tension in their dynamic of even sort of like re-explaining to each other how they viewed their marriage at a point of real yeah. uh, darkness for where they thought their future was going or mm. not, I mm-hmm. thought was really interesting because she was saying, you know, we got that post nap or whatever else and it wasn't, it had nothing to do with money or anything else. It was only because of custody because she was moving to a state mm-hmm. where she felt that she wouldn't have as many rights if yeah. they broke up and they weren't in a good spot which was, I mean, again, she's a lawyer. It was obviously forward thinking, but also coming from a place of fear, Mm. anxiety, well-founded paranoia. And his 
seeming incomprehension at that idea that it was like she was afraid I was going to leave her. I felt like that was really real. Yeah. No, I I think that they are earnest when they're mm. talking about themselves, like on that, like the scenes that we've seen. Yeah. And we don't get a lot of that from Meredith. She no. doesn't open up in that way. No, she's very closed. A part she's of, dramatic, but she's right. closed. Well, like it's a part of her drama is to explode about how close she will remain. It's yes. to say, I won't talk about these things because there's something else going on in my life, but I'm not going to tell you right. what that other thing right. is. But it has brought me, it has like rocked me to the core. It's brought me to the breaking point. But yeah. we never actually really find out until what anything is ever. maybe the reunion. And then it's like, oh my gosh, there's this like meaningful conversation right. taking place, but it doesn't necessarily happen on air. So I was appreciative for for that moment and that scene. And again, the conversation about marriage between them and Whitney and Whitney's husband, Justin, whose name I always forget. He could be anybody. He really could. Like just like name wise, because he's always just kind of like not talking a lot and like called my husband. Mm. Like, like we just don't hear his name very often. We don't like it's, and there, name. there was a part of me when I, I guess I heard in the lead up to the season when mm. they do the whole like, and here's where this person is dealing yeah, with yeah, and this yeah. person, this person. And it was like Whitney dealing with marital issues. And I just kind of felt like, oh, is that going to be the kind of formulaic? This is the thing that we feel like we have to talk right. about. Where now that we've had a couple of years right? of it looking good, like, look, it's bad. Like where there's like a grain of truth, but they're really kind of stretching that grain. And now I'm watching the season. I'm like, maybe there is. I can't track and I feel like because we like don't get clarity on Mm. um, the order that things were shot and the Mm. order that they were aired and like how footage is cut together. I'm just like her story kind of moves around a lot. Yeah. Like sometimes she's like we're not being intimate at all. But Mm -hmm. then she's having lunch with Angie and she's like we're intimate all the time. Like I do feel like I just want to see a time like I just want a timestamp on the footage just to know like when was was this? Yeah. Because I know they film over a long time and I know they need to piece together something. I'm not saying that it's like creative editing, but like if you need to get some Whitney in an episode and here's a lunch that her and Justin had weeks right. later, let's just drop it here because it's kind of like inconsequential. After I, I, I just again, I'm just like, I can't like quite follow the 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 line of where the relationship is. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? or a maternal figure in your life? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you want to ask. Then she can either type up her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. 
I want to know about the stories of how my mom and dad grew up. What's the first thing they remember after they were born? That's one of the questions I sent to my dad after signing up for my life in a book. And I can't think of a greater gift to give my dad in sharing his stories and to receive. It's super easy to use. My favorite part of it, as someone who sometimes lives on turtle time and forgets (laughs) about sending or receiving email, is that they reach out a couple days prior to sending questions just so I know of what questions they're going to send to my dad, if I want to change it for another question or customize it with something that I want to know. It's that kind of specificity and care that I love so much. This is genuinely an incredible, incredible gift. There's no greater present than I could give a family member or a loved one than to participate in this kind of meaningful appreciation for the entirety of their lives, separate from my own. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom or loved one this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com with code Andy's Girls for 10% off today. And thank the Jills, Aaron, and your life and mine. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly, Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. I just came back from the salon and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. 
I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. Also, what the fuck is going to happen next week with this message or letter or something? Okay, yeah, with I feel Talisa like Barlow. What the fuck? Wait, so it's a letter to? Oh no, it's something. It's like a message that Whitney gets that impacts Lisa. Maybe I like. Well, I'm trying to think of like what we've seen in like this season on, right? Like, and what we've kind of like what. But I'm like, no, that was like, because like, I know they're on the beach at some point and Angie's like, who's looking into SEC filings? And I'm like, these women in the SEC filings, <laughs> get off the SEC's dick. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know like what like our Lisa storyline is going to be for the rest of the season. Like she's been kind of weaving through everybody and just being kind of like awful but like not really having one thing going on aside from kind of the threat of like jack's mission which i saw like some post that he's like in southern california she said apparently in a follow-up that his visa got delayed because the photo that he sent in was shirtless which 
I've then started thinking about that quite literally okay. because how does that even, how would that, not to be like an idiot, but like, why wouldn't the passport, I actually, devil's advocate, why wouldn't the passport office be accept like, that? Because it's really neck up. So how would you know, I guess, shoulders looked bare, but he could be in a tube top. Like, I'm dead. I'm not even joking. I'm saying dead yeah, serious. Yeah, I don't quite understand why that Unless, would be no, an issue. No, it is the but, front. It is the front. Just kidding. Yeah, Making that up. Because I remember I was wearing a dress in mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you can see the dress. Just but kidding. Also just that like, is an issue. Just kidding. Who let him send that I know like I know. so did he show up somewhere and was like I'm gonna take my shirt off obviously he wasn't like at the post office being like I need a passport photo but like or maybe or maybe but it's like Lisa like didn't you look at that didn't somebody who's like going through his like he's a child like somebody should be overviewing that paperwork for him to like travel abroad also you're not allowed to show teeth which is really mm-hmm. incredibly terribly unfortunate to those of us who really do need to mm-hmm. smize mm-hmm. with our actual mm-hmm. teeth and also our eyes yes. so the fact that he wasn't able to smile with his teeth so he remembered that i would assume but not the but shirt not the is shirt? interesting to it's me it's just a wild mm. i don't know I, I think he went for a week and a half and then came back i don't know <laughs> That's what I think happened. I believe that the shirt thing happened because it's so specific and it does feel like very branded Barlow that yeah. I was extremely here for it. And I look, mean, whatever he does, wherever he oh, goes, who cares? Like, you know, he's on his way. Don't go on a mission. to like, Do whatever. Do, do a mission around the corner. <laughs> I'm with Heather. Like, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't I know. Don't care, but just like move to L.A. and be on like buy an apartment on Selling Sunset <laughs> and keep it moving. Like, you know. I don't know what Jack is supposed to do. Like, go have Lone Wolf or whatever your hair care products are. <laughs> Which does really well. It does. What's yeah. it called? Something Wolf. Yeah. Gray Wolf. Great Wolf? Mm. Clean Wolf? Nope. I think that's like a Another park. one. <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, yeah, the the question of what is Lisa doing right. is What is Lisa doing? And like, she has no real allies. And it's not, but no one. Does re- she not? Who? I mean, she and Heather are seemingly in like a, I believe it. I think they're in a good place, but I think the second Lisa does something that Heather doesn't like, it's, over. it's back to like where they were before. Who's, who is going to fuck this up more quickly? Is it going to be Heather or is it going to be Lisa? I think it's going to be Lisa. You do. I, I don't think know. it could be Heather. We've had such a good, like, I hated Heather last season so much. Mm. And I feel like we're in a Heather redemption. We are in a and Heather redemption And last year was a great season. Lisa season. Yeah. And I feel like we're in a downturn with Lisa. Do you think like, that? Like, downturn and, like, she's great, but we're not supposed to like her. Whereas I think we're supposed to like Heather right now. I don't know that we're supposed to feel anything about Lisa right now. Yeah. Because Lisa being great has never been, like... Well, I guess it has too. Like, you know, I approve of all of your behavior. Fresh wolf. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> That's a rebelic. That is a rebelic. My brain. Um, I don't know that we've ever really needed to like like certainly with like the Jen Shaw stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. She she was the voice of the audience with a lot of that. But yes. I don't know. I just Lisa's a tricky one. Cause like Heather, I think you're supposed to like Heather. She's supposed to be the like proxy for us a lot Mm. of the time i Mm -hmm. think like there's like relatability in Mm -hmm. like she's single mom she's got these kids she's trying to do it right she wrote a book she wrote a book she owns her business and like actually runs Mm -hmm. it like i think that there's like there's a real connection i think to her not being a size two and like Mm -hmm. that being something that like i know when i saw her hit the screen i was like okay yes let's see how that like i'm interested right in like her journey Mm mm-hmm so I think, like, we are supposed to like Heather. I don't think we're supposed to like Lisa, and I'm fine with that. She's still great. 
But I don't know what we're supposed to, what, what she's doing this season. I still think we're supposed to like, I think we're supposed to be char. I think we're supposed to, it's really to me the, I think affection for Heather is key to Heather's popularity. And with Lisa, I think it's just the performance itself. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. But I am just curious, like, where is Lisa going and who is like on her side? Like, I think her and Meredith are in an okay place. Yeah, they seem like okay. They seem okay. They seem They've okay. Made peace. And I think that like her and Heather are in a pretty good place, like coming off of the book reading. And, but I don't know. Like, it's like she's not, I think she's pushing Angie K away. Mm. And I think her and Whitney are never going to be good. Mm-hmm. And her and Monica are never going to be good. Certainly not. And I think depending on like what happens in the next, like in the second half of the season, like, either Lisa could be, like, amazing and, like, have, like, the Heather, Meredith, Lisa kind of, like, trifecta, or she's going to be on her own again. So with Heather, how are you feeling? Obviously, you had some strong feelings about her last season. What yes. has the road been like for you now? I think we needed Jen out of there yeah, for us to, like, be back. Because mm. I think that there was, like, she was, like... I think part of it was she was also just, like, too close to Jen and, like, wanting to believe... Like, we saw her, like, going to her hearings with her. Like, she was supportive in a way where, like, we knew more than her in that point, I think. Yeah. Like, so it was hard to be, like, Jen's guilty and she did terrible things to many, many people and we're watching Heather support her. Like, Heather being on the other side of that now, like, free from that baggage, I feel we like her again. Yeah. Or at least I do. And I liked how she, like, kind of navigated the Lisa Jack mm -hmm. mission stuff of being, yep. like, I'm not trying to, like, force anything. And, like, and I think she's very playful when she jokes with Lisa about her Mormonism. Like, she means it, but she also, like, she's not going to, like, not be friends with Lisa because Lisa drinks Diet Coke and tequila and mm -hmm. says that she's a Mormon. Like, I don't think that Heather really cares about that. But she's, like, not afraid to rib her, which I think is very fun, and we need that. I think I it's it's more about sort of mutual affection than mutual respect. Mm -hmm. And maybe yeah. they were leaning too hard into fighting over mutual respect, yeah. which wasn't necessary. Yeah. I think the mutual affection is like the best way to sort of build that bridge. Yeah. I am interested. And like, I don't know if you've talked about this on the pod or if we've, but like I saw a theory, I don't know, maybe uh -oh. it's a proven theory at this point that the phone call in Bermuda. Oh, oh my God. I've heard so much. Okay. So the one that I'm like latched onto, and I think it's the only like real one I've heard. Cause I was always like, is it about Jen? And it's like, she's in prison. <laughs> like, um, But I don't know like when in time they're in Bermuda. Um, yeah. I heard someone say that I don't think it has anything to do with Jen. I don't think so. I think Jen's Yeah, I think we were gone. Understandably, we yes. thought it was Jen, but I don't think it's Jen. Right. Well, because also we didn't know like when this was. Right. Like, I thought this was like we're picking up where and we left off. And you're saying she on the phone right. and you're crying right. and Jen makes everybody hysterical. I so. think it's finding out that Monica's suing her. Okay, so I thought it was finding out that Monica is suing her. That really because that really made, made sense emotionally. 100% made sense. But I don't sense. think it does time-wise. I don't know that it does time-wise, but then I've been hearing word on the street is that if it has something to do with Monica suing her, that's certainly not the whole story. Now, the whole story, I don't know. I do have somebody, whatever, okay. in whatever friend circle who was like, do you want to know what it is? And yes. I said, absolutely, I do not. Because oh. I am that person. <laughs> I have like friends, whatever, who are like, oh, this thing's coming up about this other show or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to know anything. Mm. I'm not that person. I don't follow production when it's filming. Right. I want to be surprised. Yes. I, it's bad enough that I don't typically watch live. Like, that's a disservice yeah. that I do to myself I that do I am working on therapy. About. 
I know. I But I think it's definitely Monica, which means, of course, it might not be. But I think 1,000% it has to I be. I have a hard time imagining who else it would be. Well, is it With possible that, somebody that we don't know about? I feel like no. No. It feels like it's someone on the trip. It's not kid-related, right? No, it couldn't be. No. Couldn't be, couldn't be. No. And it's like, if there was something, like, very... Ter- that she would have that it kind would of not reaction. Be, right, right, we right. would it know. Would no, it was like, some- if it's something like I don't think it's something that's like so tragic that like no. something happened to a no, family no, no, members. No. Like no. I don't think it's. That, I think like, it's betrayal. It's I betrayal. think it's betrayal. And I think it's someone on that trip. Because the thing of it is, so now there are these lawsuits back and forth between Monica saying, I guess her time was, was not, which LOL. And then Heather saying, no, LOL, you like you literally use a pseudonym to like skirt oh. your, which I mean, and then there's been a lot Heather of stuff on that one has but, dropped about Monica yes. having a ton of civil lawsuits about not paying for things, which, you know, things happen. But I, I err on the side of, of Heather Gay on that one. Yeah, me too. Um, so could it be related to that? Yes, but I feel like there has to be some other component. And it does say something to me that really, truly, it seems like, including, I assume, Angie Kay, the entirety of the cast does not want to fuck with Monica. Yeah. And if Salt Lake City doesn't want to do that, yeah. and we haven't seen that since a certain former cast member yeah, that, that she me worked is, for. That she worked for. I'm not saying anything that it's like knock on table. It has nothing no, to no, no, do no, with no, no, legal no. But stuff. Like, but I'm just saying from a personality perspective, yeah. if this person has isolated herself from the rest of the cast, to me, that is not just personality. That's like some Something's secret on. stuff. And also, if two members of, maybe that has to do with history and also so positioning on the show and politics and whatever, that the fact that Meredith and Heather would still willing to communicate with Jen, maybe a part of that, you can't even say this about Heather because Jen and Jen has done so much to Heather, but like maybe a part of that was not feeling like you were the one directly being yeah. used at that point, right. which is not me in any way supporting that decision. No, no, no. I yes, I know what you mean. But I feel like there's something going on with Monica that had to be so something bad that Monica. it scared or upset not just Heather, but everybody else. Yeah. Unless it's unrelated, unless she's just done other stuff right. that they're Slept annoyed with by. Someone or like said something to somebody. To or or just like I'm just saying, like something that's like not connected to like lawsuits and payment or whatever. Although, yet again, on this episode, was there another weird I don't know if she was joking. I know it was attempted to be a joke with the little with the little dolls which i genuinely thought was funny oh yeah but when she did this scarlet a for adultery and then was like sort of mocking the fact of the fact that she was welcomed back by the church when obviously she was not yeah the use of the whole adultery thing to me is it continues to be confusing because the way it is presented by monica is that it's always a joke and i yeah. I, I don't want to be like Pollyanna-ish. And again, we just had this whole conversation about like marriage and stuff and neither of us, right. spoiler alert, are currently betrothed. No. But I mean, whatever, conversation for another day. But like, <laughs> I, Pedro Pascal, if you're listening, but there's just something about the way that she keeps positioning that yeah. as something to kind of mock and delight in. I don't know if that's because she's still healing from being rejected by her, you know, a husband and his family and her community as a result of that. Mm. And that's just the way that she feels comfortable. Or maybe it's the own it, own it, because I'm on TV now. And this is, but it just makes me feel a little weird that I'm like, are we proud of this? Yeah, I, right. 
I don't, she's so complicated because like for so many weeks, I was like, this woman is saving the franchise. This woman, I like her. She's a breath of fresh air. Mm. And now the last few episodes, like, you know, it's like two things can be true, obviously. Uh, right? Amen. Like, you Story can my life. experience severe abuse and from her mother and also like all of the things that have come from her affair and like being excommunicated and kicked out of the church. Like that's awful. And that has to like destroy your life. I think she's doing the best she can with those girls from what we've seen. But also like, I don't, it's so hard. I'm just like so much of it. I'm just like, do you know how to push Lisa's buttons and you're doing it because you're on TV or do you just annoy the living shit out of everybody all the time because you can't be normal like be like serious for a like the joking about the adultery and then like her being like and that was before the fight at the end right and that was well before and then like obviously like lisa like knew to like immediately say monica and like it's like look they're like doing this and i'm like i don't know it doesn't seem like it's for tv like i think that's how she is with like combative relationships that's how who is monica because the problem for me with that last fight Uh was i watched it maybe one and a half times because i just watched it before we started Mm -hmm. recording i mean lisa did start it lisa started it i mean heather Heather started it. heather started but like in the most wonderful housewife producing kind of way and then continued it repeatedly by being like monica why aren't you okay being yelled at and then like monica why are you crying we're supposed to announce your birthday trip like (laughs) wonderful job chef's kiss to heather gay she's she's on her way back she's on her way back i'm appreciating it i respect it but, like, it did start with Lisa saying repeatedly, you don't support other women. Now, right. Monica went real far with the, I don't think you're pretty or whatever, right. and whatever no. other bullshit she well, said. Well, Monica, like, once she gets hit, she just hits hard. I don't mean this as a sign of disrespect, genuinely. But it gives me a little Kelly Dodd energy, yes. maybe from the Ireland trip, where it's like yes. this person feels like they're being needled, the people are leading yes. them during a certain way, and then Just she ex- gets in like, trouble for the response, which is yes. too much, but mm-hmm. but also triggered. not unwarranted, like not yes. unwarranted. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm interested to see what this Bermuda phone call is about. It has to be Monica, which means it probably won't be. I love when I'm like dead set. This is why I, I love Housewives. This is why I refuse to know. I really don't want to know. But right. this is what happens. It's going to be like Mary or something. I know. <laughs> it could be. You no, never, it's not. No, it's, it's not. not. This is what happens, by the way, when Lisa Rinna is not in your cast. Yeah. The fact that we don't know what What's is going to happen, happen, it to me is a Thrilling. sign of respect. From I appreciate everybody in that motherfucking cast for not you know, accidentally BCCing page six and like yes. dropping it to whomever. I appreciate you. If you have attempted to leak it to content creators and they're not playing that game, I appreciate them as well. Yes. I don't think that's actually happening. I think that they can all keep a secret. And for people yes. who worked with Jen Shaw for several years, perhaps I shouldn't be surprised, but I am. Yeah. I respect them for that. I really am so happy that we don't know. It and is that fun this that it's been like a, all season. Like, what is that phone call about? Who are they talking about? And what happened? Like, that's been on my mind since we saw it. And it's like, you know, on Beverly Hills, we would already know. And also not to bring it back to the black eye, because God forbid, but this is a question that will be answered. Yes. That's, right. Well, yeah. And it's like that whole, like, Wait, that's where I really lost Heather. the same and lost her in a myriad of ways because I did not think making this into a punchline and the way that she was saying 
cast members and yada yada. And Jen, if you need me to get them to shut the fuck up, whatever else. I did not think that was amusing or entertaining. But Andy did say, I think it was on a Watch What Happens. I forget that we will find out. Now, I wonder if he wants to walk that back or if... Mm. And when he says find out, does that just mean we know the general who was area in, of yeah. what's going on? Because then she said stuff on her book tour that was very different from things that we had heard prior, including the reasons that we didn't know the truth was because of like legalities with an Airbnb. There's video of that. So I don't know how that mm. will connect mm. to what maybe the truth is, or maybe this is a part of like the reason that she felt she needed to come up with other um uh, other this is something that could have happened other options of things that could have occurred because there was some reason that the truth couldn't be shared i mean we'll see yeah i feel like i'm not holding my breath for like a satisfying answer i'll say that yeah and it's like the satisfying and i just i hope i hope that you know Whatever we find out, it does not involve any additional trauma to anyone totally. involved. Yeah. Um. But this whole call thing to me, the this call is we're gonna like, know because it's on camera. Like we're we're building to it in the next right. Like two she or gets three the call on camera. She tells production essentially to get the fuck out. Like we're gonna know what it's about. I think we'll know. I think we will get the beginning of a call in three episodes because next week are they on the trip or are they just preparing for the trip? I think they're just preparing for the trip and maybe maybe we they see start. Them, like, maybe they like, like yeah, fight over girls. Right, like, get on the plane. We're in coach. This is Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't Beverly Hills. And then they spirit their way over to Bermuda. the island. God, that's a long flight. Just go to is Baja. It? I mean, Bermuda is off the coast of, like, North Carolina. Well, they needed to be able to use their passports because they haven't been able to for so long. Yeah, yeah, go to Mexico. True. Just go straight down. Maybe the whole point. No, but the whole point is that they need to travel. Yeah. They need to travel because now they can. So this should not be easy. We want it to be more of a destination. It's a place that Monica has a connection to, which I think is going to be very important. Also, poor Monica, honestly, at that moment, pretending that she wasn't going on the trip, but then also being sort of hamstrung by the fact that like production is telling you that this is your trip. So you better fucking announce this soon because we need this to happen during this episode. That was miraculous. Yeah, really incredible. So what did you think of the Monica sort of mom of it all evolution. Like, how have you been feeling of her interactions, about her interactions with Linda? How are you? You said that at the beginning you liked Monica. Like, I how are like we feeling Monica, now? And I still like her. I am just like, un- like, she's starting to make me nervous. How that, so? Just like, she seems a little bit like, at first I was like, oh, I love that she's kind of like, putting Lisa in her place a little bit about yeah. going on and on about the ring when, like, clearly she is m- struggling financially in a way that Lisa mm-hmm. and other cast members are not. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like that. Lisa is materialistic. And, like, you can be annoyed at her and say that. That's, like, kind of great. Nobody says that to Lisa. And none of these women talk about money in that, like, in a realistic way ever. Like, it's always, like, right, like, a little veiled where it's like, just yeah. be like, yeah, you, you're complaining that you lost a $60,000 ring. Like, I'm raising four kids on, like, one income. Like, mm-hmm. I get that. And I liked that. And then I thought that, like, I think, you know, I think whatever's going on with her mom is, like, years and probably generations of manipulation manipulation, and I don't want to throw abuse on things I don't know about, but she said it was. I believe her. Um, and I think that it's – I was at first I was like, oh, it's really, like, 
brave to bring that to camera. Like, I personally, if I were in that situation, I'd be like, Mom, you're not going to be on the show. <laughs> like, that's not happening. And, like, for her to bring that there, I was like, oh, that's so kind of, like, you know, it's dark, but it's interesting and it's refreshing. And, like, as I watch it escalate, I'm like, you're both not well. Not well. And it then just makes me sad. That's yeah. how I'm feeling about it. Yeah, and you? her mom is not Her on. mom is not well. Her mom is not doing great, and her mom is not at the reunion because she posted some sort of like, no, I'm not there, but she did N-A-U-R, like, nar, I'm not there, which oh, yeah, I was I like, oh, my that. gosh, we're we're really, we're having a moment. Yeah. We're like, we're really having a moment. Nar. Yeah. Nar. She, yeah, she, I don't know. I can't, like, put my finger on, like, what it is about her, but, like, she makes me feel very unsafe. Unsafe? Watching, like, watching, like, as a viewer, I'm like, I don't want to be in that that restaurant when they're there. Expand on the unsafe. Like, not unsafe in a physical, but I'm just like, ooh, this turns into, like, uh, screaming that I don't want to hear at any okay. point. Like, not un- unsafe in the, like, uh, social. Uncomfortable? Uncomfortable. Not to put words yes. in your mouth, but here I go. Yeah, uncomfortable, but, like, yeah. very just, like, on, e- like. On edge. On edge. Mm-hmm. Like, she makes me feel on edge. She seems like kind of at any moment anything could happen. But mm-hmm. Monica also seems that way. And together, it just is stressful. There is this phrase that is often used in therapy, and shout out to my mother, um, but it's the whole thing of uh, your mom knows how to push your buttons because she made them. Yes. I mean, never has a phrase never been truer been true. when than talking about Monica and yeah. LD Millionaire, yes. because it just feels like these are two people who can't help but push each other's buttons. Yeah. And sometimes that's as a response to the other button pushing. But at the yes. end of the day, all that matters is that the buttons keep getting pushed. And that's not right. healthier, cycle. productive for yeah. either. So now they're not talking. I mean, maybe that's like the best thing for them right now. Yeah, but I also wonder. So Monica is alienated seemingly and again this is based on absolute speculation and also things that cast has said sure. that monica's sort of like on her own island i right. don't know how production gets her back with the rest of the cast i assume that is dependent on whatever it is that we're going to find out but certainly the yeah. lawsuit isn't going to help anything no i think like whatever she could possibly ever have with heather is over forever like i don't think that heather like goes back and is like we're cool if that gets settled you know yeah, I also want to see that from Heather. Like, that's a new position for Heather to be in. Of like, She's such a forgiver. I'm not, such she a- is. And she's like a performative forgiver, which is not me criticizing her, but just saying, like, that's her part of her role on the show yes. oftentimes. Yes. She smooths things over. She wants yeah. it to be fun. She yeah. wants to, like, get to a place where we're all good. Right. And she'll also egg it on. Like, she Absolutely. she won't say anything. She needs she wants the conflict to continue, again, owing to her role on the show. I mean, yes. it's personality stuff, too. Yeah. But I don't hold that against her at all. We need to see that kind of vibe and energy. But I have never, I don't recall a time really truly seeing Heather, I guess temporarily with Whitney, but it's not the same thing because that's coming from a place of like love and hurt and pain. This stuff is like, oh, I don't want to fuck with you even a little. And she's coming for her money and her livelihood. Yeah. I mean, I and Heather I, takes that really seriously. She I think. should. She built it from the beginning. Like she Amen. takes her business very seriously. Yep, as well, she should. She has every she right. Should. I would love to see it. I want to see Heather pissed. Yeah. Like I really think like, that like she could lose be it on someone. Absolutely, and I think it would be honestly very powerful because the Heather that we are used to seeing is someone with you know a sense of humor, seems yeah. light, like 
all fine and good, but we are all complicated people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I have seen Heather experience or exhibit anything close to rage. Not to say that's something that should be exhibited on the daily. It's not like vitamin B. But I think that she's had points where she easily could have gone into that mode. Yes, where we wanted it. And like earned. Yeah. Yeah. And hasn't happened. So with this, I'm like, you know what? I want to know what happened. I want to know what's on that phone call. Again, I don't want to know in advance. No need to tell me if you actually quite literally know. But if you don't know and want to send me speculation, that's all fine. Good. I'm here for that. Yeah, I would love it. I would love to do like a Patreon whodunit in advance of Please. whatever happens and like see if anybody is close to being right. Yeah. I doubt that I am. I just feel I like just can't. I keep being like, what is it could like it really could be anything because of where we are in the season. And again, it it might be something that we have nothing to do. Like, right. It could be a totally new from left. Totally. We don't know. I really don't think it has anything to do with Jen anymore, though. And I was like, no, I don't think so either. And I was pretty convinced until we got like two or three episodes in. And I was like, oh, we're barely like once we introduced who Monica was. Yeah. Like we never mentioned Jen Mm -hmm. again, except for some people being like, thank God Jen's not around anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm like, oh, we're not dealing with. I don't think production wants to deal in Jen anymore. Either. Which they shouldn't. Right. God bless. I think that like Andy and crew were like done. That story has ended. Yeah. And we'll reference that she existed mm-hmm. because she's in footage, but mm-hmm. we're not we're not going down that road anymore. Which I think would be smart. I think it is smart. And I also wonder, you know, there's some dumb rumors about maybe it has to do with the ring. I really don't think it does. With Lisa's sixty thousand dollar ring. Oh, that Monica really, stole it. No, I don't. Really, I'm not buying that's that. Such a reach to me. That's and also, how would someone know? And it's just such an odd reach. And you would never. I mean, this is someone who spent five thousand dollars she didn't have at Louis Vuitton to get a bag to impress people yeah. on that very same trip. You think she's gonna see a fucking sixty thousand dollar diamond ring and in a goddamn and box and of tampons and like put it in her purse? No, I don't no. think she's gonna want to honestly ruin the bag. So I, yeah. I just don't see that happening yeah. i really don't um can we just switch gears ever yes, so slightly yes. beverly hills okay name um sutton kyle i know that you have strong feelings mm-hmm. um how did we feel our reaction to that scene did you see last week's i did episode? i always forget because like i've seen name them name them so many times what name is the em. question she asks before that again well the the conversation yeah. is essentially that you've lost your mind you've, oh, you've time lost your like you're unhinged yeah yeah, it's yeah. Like, and she's being like name all the time right yes, yes, you've, yes. you've been like too dramatic you've gone over the line and sutton's like name them name them right. name them name them i i think as hard as it is to watch sutton this season at certain points like i think watching her meltdown at magic mike was tough yeah, but I do still like her of in course. this cast. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think she's right for it, and it needs her because I can't watch Dorit anymore, and I can't. <laughs> I just can't do it. So definitive. <laughs> I'm done. Oh my god! Why? Oh well, you know, of course, her last episode was quite bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. I mean, her having the melt. Also, like her meltdown over the birthday. Um, the anniversary. Oh, Pretty Woman. Pretty yeah. Woman. Her meltdown over where the kids were at first. I was like, this fucking bitch. Like, stop overreacting. Like, you need. So-. And then the I was like, place of trauma because of like because of that, the robbery, yeah. robberies. But then I was like, I feel like PK has dropped the ball on some childcare stuff, and that's oh, the pattern that she's reacting that to. Maybe it's equal parts. That it's not. Okay. As, it's not necessarily like. Because also, mm. I'm like, she thinks she's going to lunch with Kyle. And now there's a surprise for PK. Like, 
has he left the kids alone when you said not to before? Mm. Like, that's where I was like, oh, and then it's too sad and I don't really want to engage. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Because um, I just was, I just like couldn't quite make sense yeah. of that freak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, and then I was like, well, <laughs> okay, that kind of might make sense. Um, no, I'm like, I'm liking Sutton because she's giving us something. Yeah, of course. Um, because the, the dragging out of Kyle and Mauricio can you guys just rip the band-aid off? We know you're divorced. <laughs> like, just do you think this is being dragged out? I think it's being. Dra- I think it's. Be- it feels. Is it because you've seen so much about it on social? That's come the on. Pro- that's the problem. Is like the. Thi- but the thing is, like these shows have to like understand the world that they live in. We've been seeing stuff about Kyle and Mauricio for months and months and months. So it feels like for the season not to open with it. I get it, but like. I'm like, enough already. The show shouldn't bend towards social, though. I know, but, like, you can't. Like, it's just, like, knowing that they're The Daily done. Mail wrote too much. I guess we can't use it as a but plot it's like, point. But, what? like, knowing that, like, it's, like, I think there's the mix of, like, both knowing that it's over, but also seeing them, like, it is over. Like, their interactions. Not great. It's, they're not. In they, the same spot. They're not good. Mm. And so I'm, like. It feels like I'm just screaming at my TV, like, just end it already. Like, that's like, it's not even that it's drawn out. I know we're only like five or six episodes into a season that's going to be about this. But because we've heard so much about it and because they're in such a bad place, like, it just like, uh, I don't like watching it. It stresses me out in a way that like, I'm slightly relieved that I know at least it ends. But like watching... It's like watching two people won't who won't admit that it's over yet, even though, like, I understand that it's so new to the world of the show in the time that we're watching. Do you know what I mean? I hear you, but I think... <sighs> I also, I think but also, like... I know that you my feelings Kyle, on Kyle no, no, are, I know, I know, are, no, no. are definitely, but, like, like we're, part of it. We're different, we're different ends of the spectrum on that, but, like, as... Maybe not a Kyle apologist, but a, a Kyle seeker, mm-hmm. a Kyle seeker okay. of truth, okay. a Kyle seeker of Kyle's truth. I think that she is being really like the thing that is shocking me the most this early on into the season is I feel like she is being really honest about how she feels. And the answer isn't necessarily we're over. The answer is we're not good. Yeah. Like we're you can't think that far. It's more like the scenes where they're together. I get, oh my god! I, I think can't. it's. I see. I think it's so Look, fascinating. I, I know it's uncomfortable, but I'm it. like, I Ugh. can't believe that we're here after over a decade of like Kyle and Mauricio are together like forever. Couple. Truly, and I'm still trying to figure out that spot, noting that it's completely obliterated at this point. And when it's like you're talking about like bending, not bending to social. That's my yeah. definition or characterization of what you said. But like the idea of like so much happening and it's like exhausting because we've heard about this for so yes. many months. What's interesting to me is the way that Kyle is communicating her separation, her pain about it feels very connective. It's to the core. And Mauricio, this is just his personality. But like when he's doing press for Dancing with the Stars or whatever else, he's He's not flippant, but he's like earnest on the side of we'll figure it out. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that is like for the press spin to try to put a handle on all of the reports and gossip coming out or how much of that is like as a husband, he feels like they'll find their way back to each other. And I just... I don't see that happening. I don't see that Anything happening. is possible. I don't see I it. I really don't see it happening. I think Kyle is very aware of what she needs and where she is. And this is not in any way an insult to Mauricio, but I don't think that he's the partner that she needs at this point in her life. Mm. I don't think that they work no. together. I think that's like no. the most obvious thing ever. Yeah. 
it's tough. It's tough to want. I don't know. I've, I'm struggling with Kyle this season, and I, I am sympathetic to Kyle this season, but I am also not enjoying her. Have you ever enjoyed Kyle? Genuine no, question. But I do. And that's think, okay if you have it. But I, I know do people think have there very, have very, been like yeah. big fun, big fun events. Mm-hmm. There have been like yeah. Kyle, like splits? her doing splits, like her doing mm-hmm. the imp- when they were in France, her doing yeah. the impressions of everybody sure. and Teddy's walk. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like we've seen Kyle be light and fun, and like that's gone right now, understandably. Yeah, she's going through a lot. because she's going through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I need that for me to let, like get back on. get back on with Kyle. Like I need a few fun moments to mm-hmm. be like, all right, it's all like it all works together. And like, understandably, we don't have that. But then I'm like, okay, well, we're going to need to find that soon. <laughs> Which I, I think we know. might in the back half of the season. Maybe. I mean, I don't think so. Specific to Ky- maybe. I don't know. I think that there will be. Certainly drama, which is not anywhere close to what you're saying. But like, I don't know that fun Kyle. I just I don't know. I feel like she's going through she's going through some stuff. Yeah. And she's going through with the friendships, the effects on the friendships going through the stuff and people wanting her to have fun in a very specific way, which is different from how she wants to have fun. The drinking stuff is its own thing. But like even like, you know, back to like the impressions and this like. I feel like we're getting a lot of one-on-one that's not fun. And then when we see Kyle, like, having fun, it's, like, working for PK to, like, surprise Dorit with something she didn't want. Like, I was just, like, I was also annoyed at her not, like, being able to step out and be, like, your kids are fine. Okay? Just, like, trust me. Your kids are fine. Like, I talked to them earlier. Like, I was just, like, ugh, now you're being too cagey. Like, I don't know. I just, she can't win for me. And I'm sorry. She really can't win for you. And I'm, like, trying my best not to defend her every 30 seconds. But I also think, like, here I go defending her once again. She's just going through it. She's just going through it. It's just going to be, it's a moodier. It's a deeper to me. It's Mm -hmm. a, maybe you could argue a little darker, just kind of like, not brittle, but just it's a bumpier Beverly Hills than we have seen in a minute. And it's an extended bumpiness. This isn't a two two episode, I fought with somebody, but now we're on the bridge to forgiveness. this is real. This is some like real fucking shit that she's going through. And she seems to be going through it in real time. And I don't know where nobody knows, including seemingly at least publicly public Kyle and public Mauricio don't necessarily know how this story will end. And that is sad and fascinating to watch. And it's just like one of those, you know, there there are certain marriages, you know, sometimes it's like a, a marriage is not necessarily the book. It's like, several chapters it's right. an arc like not everybody is intended to marry stay married for 50 years which doesn't mean it's not a success it just means that like sometimes people grow apart and yeah. people make other choices and that's how life happens sometimes life happens and you have to just adapt to it as best you can it's just watching that adaptation take place noting that this is really to some people myself included genuinely shocking News that they are separated, watching that play out in real time and seeing the depth of it is to me fascinating. I thought that Kyle would have stayed with Mauricio forever until she wasn't on the show anymore, at least, Mm -hmm. if not forever. Mm -hmm. But like if there were real problems, because there were always rumored issues. Well, there was like rumors about him. Of course. You know, and it's like I could some see hobbies. like yeah. I could see her being like, all right, this actually works for me for now and we're still in a good place. So 
as long as we're on TV. But like, I think she got like got to a point where she was like, I won't even do this for TV. That's what was so interesting about that Vegas dinner at that restaurant that I'm quite certain does not exist in Vegas. I, I had mean, a very different that Vegas whole experience. Vegas trip. Very different from the one that I had. I definitely texted someone and was like, why don't we go on that fucking... Gondola? Yeah, I wanted to. I was so upset about that. Um, like, uh, it looked... Still water indoors. <laughs> it's <just> like, yuck. <laughs> I wanted to be there. But um, when she said, like, very quickly, I would not be with someone if they were... If I found out they were cheating, cheating. and I was like, I don't, I mean, I, maybe if you found out if they, if someone gave you a dossier, entirely possible too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm loving Garcelle. She's giving us everything. She is the queen. She is actually the glue that holds this entire cast together. She really, and she does not get the respect she needs and deserves, I think, from, and also from the perspective of somebody who had a very established, successful career, I still can't believe that Garcelle is on the show. It's shocking. This is not me intending to insult Lisa Rinna, but like Lisa Rinna's career was based in a certain amount of professional desperation. You know, like the fact that she would like go to the opening, which is great because she made a great career out of it it felt like there's a lot of humor but that's not garcelle garcelle's like a literal successful actor and lisa rena very successful not taking that away no no but but there's two different types yeah they're two different types personality public personalities very very different and you know i still can't believe that she's still there yeah still can't believe it and the fact that like garcelle is really giving us an eye into her family that is so heartbreaking but also like Mm. feels very real and like productive like Mm -hmm. i feel like She's having those conversations for the better, not just like to be like, yeah. got to get my kids on TV so I can show everybody I'm a human being. Like, that's not me like saying that other people do that. But I think that that happens um, on various. Well, it's a part of the contract oftentimes. Yeah. Right. It's what can sometimes limit a person from being full time. Yeah. Part of showing your life is showing, showing your, your family. family and showing your your role as parent, your mm-hmm. role as actress, your role as friend. Yeah. It's like showing the different ways that a person identifies and how that plays out. And it's like, so you have to I have public family participation, noting yeah. that like, how is a child supposed to know what it is that they're signing up for? And Lord knows that Garcelle's family has been through so much, so much trauma and upset directly related to her being on the show um not because of her actions but because of some like her, sick fucks on yeah. the internet so when it comes to her parenting style and any choices that she makes i think it is very apparent to the vast majority of us that her number one priority is making sure her kids are okay and yes. stable stable and safe and the fact that we're watching her have like very new i know it's very upsetting for her like the most recent conversation she had with one of her sons but like i thought it came from a place of great emotional yeah, it was intelligence great, and yeah. clarity and i was very very and the I could way not have she had that reacted to everything 100%. was so beautiful and yeah. like it was very, like it was just like just a joy to it's just a joy to watch her <sighs> in incredible. every scene and like yeah. when she's having fun she's having so much fun mm-hmm. i think she's like she sees people for who they are in mm-hmm. really like great ways where it's like she lets people get away with stuff when it's like, yeah, there's no need to like pile on some. Like, I don't, th- she's not a pile on her. No. But she will be like, well, actually, what you said was 100%. this and call people on their shit. And it's just like, that's what we need. Like, yeah. she is the best. Um, I do still love Crystal. I just want like more. I wish she had like a real ally on the show. Mm. Because I feel like Garcelle and Sutton have each other. Yeah, and they're they obviously like they see each other. Yes, and yeah. I do think that there's a real bond. Them there. and I do think that like 
Crystal can get along with them. I feel like Crystal can get along with like in a good like in a good time gal scenario, like mm-hmm. them in Vegas at Magic Mike. Like totally. she's having fun with like with Dorit, with Erica, we we with love. Kyle. But like I want her to have someone in this group that she actually is comfortable with. And I don't think any of these women give her that really. I like her and find her so interesting and she's so pretty. Like just Give this woman a friend. <laughs> you know what would be interesting if next season... Like, not get another 40-year-old. Get another bajillionaire in the cast from Crystal's legit real circle. I think that we we should be so lucky. We we deserve that, I think. there's a nice amount of money on this cast right now. I mean, I Sutton mean, Alone makes like a bajillion dollars an hour. Yeah. I'm like, mm, who, who did your divorce? <laughs> I um, And I just want their number even though I'm not married. <laughs> I That would be nice just to have somebody from any stage of Crystal's life in yeah. the next who she feels like a, je- a long-term trust with that's not connected to being in the cast. And I do think like we see this and like, we saw this on New York when Leah joined, is the generational divide between everyone else and Leah made it really hard. Even though, like, Tinsley, I think, was, like, was Tinsley? No, Tinsley was gone. No, Tinsley was there, uh, Leah's first first season. Yes. But, like, they were kind of so different that they didn't connect. But they got along. Yeah. I don't know. They were close. Were they? Yeah. Yeah, I know they weren't, like, not friends, but I'm yeah, like, were Vibrators they, like, and the chicken, like, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a wild night, and then, like, yeah, yeah, was like, I gotta yeah. get my shit together, <laughs> which, <laughs> like, mean? understandably. Yeah. Um, but like, vibrator was that? Jillian? I forget. It's Ramona's. It's like, chicken, honestly, at the end of the day. <laughs> so many questions. Um, but it's like, I do think when it's, like, everyone is 50 and up, and someone is in their 40, like, there is just always this, like, difficult, because it is a real generational divide. It is, like, young boomers, old Gen X versus a millennial, like, I do think that there's a re- like we just need her to have somebody else because I I do think on Beverly Hills, at least like previous seasons with Crystal, so much of it has come down to them being like, well, you're young and you don't get it, and it's like, no, you're old and you're all idiots. Like, I like I just <laughs> no, they're not old and they're not it. Well, some of them are idiots. Allison's but it has nothing to do with their age. Making a joke because you know I lean very into when I hear someone start to reference age, and it's not just because I'm spiritually mid twenties plus, sure, but I just think that like age has nothing to do with. I think it does on Beverly Hills. I think they, because they outright said it. They were like, you're a millennial. You think your feelings matter. Right. Like they, they are calling out the divide between them, whether that divide is real or not. They're pointing to it as a thing they can use to fight about and to feel that they're different from her. The thing that I get sensitive to is as a youth, as we both are, mm. when sometimes fellow youth, not saying that you do this at all, but like a conversation around age sometimes veers in the way of like, well, if someone's quote unquote 50 or if they're what, they don't understand. I, I, It drives me insane because I think it's like, I get, I like understand mm. what that person is saying, but I think it comes from a place of obliviousness that I just, maybe obliviousness isn't the right, I just think it's so disconnected from yes. like actual reality. Yes. That I wouldn't say it unless these women actively but brought it thi- up. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> when it comes to the introduction of someone not understanding because of age, that was certainly communicated by non-crystal toward crystal. Yes. It was also communicated by crystal toward the rest of the cast when it came to like, you don't understand yes. my use of the word violation. Yes. You don't understand my perspective in sharing it, which obviously had to do with questions relating to an eating disorder and body yes. dysmorphia, but also the question of like, you're there. 
interpretation of this is going to like the joke stereotype caricature also very real thing that some people have of like you're canceled it was there was a genuine generational divide which can happen between people who are less than a decade apart it can also happen within people of the same generation who just identify their generation and their experiences differently so i just want to so let's like before Whatever. I'm just joking and pointing out You're like totally we need to give Crystal 100%. a friend who's a peer of hers in in some way beside these women. There is also something to be said for someone having kids of the same age, yeah. maybe at the same point. I mean, she's been married to Rob They've for, been married for a long time. Yeah, over yeah. I think over 20 years. So somewhere somewhere along there. So it's like having someone who maybe is at the same point in their life of like, what does the next chapter for me look like? You would think ostensibly, I don't know quite literally where they are in ages, but like from a quote unquote generational perspective, Dorit, but I don't don't think they don't mesh. So it's like having somebody who is maybe having not necessarily a shared experience, but an understanding and appreciation for crystals where you don't need to convince them of where Crystal herself doesn't need to convince them of where she is in her life and how she views life would be great. Yeah. Well, even just like getting that little snippet from like an episode or two ago, like whenever her brother had lunch with her and her husband. Mm. And I was like, even just getting like that lunch and like the testimonial with the two of them, I was like, this is a comfort level we don't ever get to. And I get that's her brother. So that's like a next level. Like we're not going to find that. that. We want an ease and a trust. Let's find somebody who she can go to lunch with her husband Mm -hmm. and this other person, friend, and maybe their partner. Who knows? Yeah. But like, let's like find someone that like, I feel like it's a lot of like someone coming to Crystal to talk to her about something. Like I'm just like, no one's interested in Crystal. I'm very interested in Crystal. <laughs> like, I think that's a I, solid... we need somebody that's yeah. gonna like bring that out a little bit. And the LOL here is that like I think the exact opposite is going to happen where someone is going to join the cast who I think is of, I mean, again, we're using this phrase generation, but like maybe at a similar chapter sca- yes. stage of their life, but they obviously don't get along from right. what we've seen from the season trailer. I forget the line, oh, but yeah. the like Oh, like you... thanks for giving us something to talk about. About or right. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's some, like some yeah. word I forget. Guys, words are hard today. Yeah. But um, so it's like the irony is. I know. And also, if you bring a close friend onto the show, who's to say that that right. close friend remains a close friend? Right. That is a real risk. But like, it doesn't need to be a close friend. It just needs to be something that she actually gets along yeah. with enough to like totally be comfortable on screen. And I, like, I just it. don't think we get from these other women because I think that they just don't all gel in a way that I would like to see. I also think that would be really interesting. And I know this sounds kind of odd, but I would be curious to see how like Erica interacts in that. Because I think Erica actually can kind of like ebb and flow a little bit. And she seems more fluid this year. She seems more relaxed. So it's like, I would be curious to see also because... Rinna is no longer there. Yes. I would be curious to see where she fits into that dynamic. I think it could be really interesting, especially because you have Sutton Garcelle, Kyle and Dorit, although, like, I don't even understand what's happening there. I but, know. And it's um, like, as I, do you think we're going to see the beginning of the end of PK and Dorit on air? No, I don't think that PK and Dorit are at the beginning of the end. I don't think that they're, I genuinely don't, I know that they have said that they're not breaking up. I don't think that they are. Yeah. I think that what she is dealing with is the fact that she's, you know, handling and trying to treat um, long-term PTSD uh, with a partner who doesn't understand it. Yeah. Um, and hopefully doesn't deny the reality of it, but most certainly doesn't have really the language. Yeah, we've just seen that one her. clip from 
coming up and I'm just like, right. I'm going to need more. It's going to be, I think, I think that they're probably dealing with some shit. And also the fact that she said that he wasn't there. He physically wasn't present. He was filming. He has some reality show in the UK. I think about real estate. So he wasn't there maybe when she physically needed him in the year following, but also like they need money. So I was going to say, I think it's he's got to go where the check is kind of a cash grab over there because I don't think they have. How could it not be? Yeah. Her not bringing glam to Las Vegas. I was like, oof, things are not good. And one of her curls (laughs) is so unfair, but this is what happens when you surround yourself with glam 24 seven. Like one of those scenes, like the next day, her hair looked beautiful. She's gorgeous, obviously, but it was like not done perfectly yeah. and i was oh okay like into this kind of into the, like, like a more natural dorit normal like, on now. Her own instead yeah. of having like nonstop glam and photo shoots before going to like a yoga class it's wild that erica had glam and dorit did not again show us the money papers <laughs> <laughs> give me a tax form give me anything oh my god show us the money but also show us the entertainment because yeah. i am um, and give us looks and give us looks. Listen, we got to wrap. Is yes. there one thing that you're thankful for just wrapping up this Thanksgiving themed episode? We've covered so much. On Housewives? Yeah. Is there like anything Bravo related? I can't. I mean, I now I'm, I'm asking the question. I, I do think that we're living in an I think that I am thankful that I was a little afraid post Scandafall. Um, and we saw all these kind of like, th- like it's like Kyle Mauricio and like Lindsay and Carl and like all this. Yeah. I, I do. I was afraid. I was like, ugh, now we're going to follow a playbook. Like just even if it even in the marketing of things. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like we have. I think things have. I was very afraid that we were going to like keep riding Scandaval into the ground. And yeah. while I think we were very much done with that until Vanderpump comes back, it does feel like every show is doing their own thing and mm-hmm. we aren't getting as wrapped up in like chasing ratings based on proof. Like, yeah, I don't know. I do feel like. It's working right now. Things yeah. are good. Mm-hmm. And I hope that it stays this way. I'm honestly, I'm thankful for bonnets, number mm, one. I'm friends. thankful for Angie K's glam, mm. which is genuinely, I was laughing so hard. I, it charms me. She has become charming in my eyes. I know. It, she's like adorable. I, it works. It, it works. It, there's something about it. It's just the recipe is kicking yeah. in. It's <laughs> Crystal just texted me while we're recording. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, the, Tell her I love her. <laughs> I'm a fan. The recipe is is cooking. Everything is right. I know we're going to shift gears a little bit to Southern Charm. We're yes. going to do a mini, mini episode about yes, Southern yes. Charm. Southern Charm is giving me everything I've ever needed in the entirety it, of my life. Oof. I can't get enough of it. Um, and I'm just thankful for the distraction. I just think they're we're not going to go near it. We've, I have in previous, there's a fucking hundred minute episode of me sobbing. So y'all can listen to that. Um, But just from the perspective of just trying to uh, get out of my skin, Mm -hmm. the best way to do it and still feel directly inside and connected has Mm -hmm. been to just escape through Bravo. And I'm, I'm appreciative for it in a way that I uh, that I have been actually mm. um, at other kind of stressful points in my life for varying reasons. And I just um, I'm thankful that we have this like fucking community where mm-hmm. we value it and we appreciate it yeah. and we can make fun of it and um, and just like communicate about it. My yeah. God, my we're God. so we're so fortunate in that way. We're very, very thankful. Golden time. Uh, what a golden time. What a golden age. What golden balayage highlights that I have. My God, I mean, so much is happening. Um, Allison Libby, tell the folks where they can follow you on social. Any shows you've got coming up? You can follow me on Instagram at Allison Libby, A-L-I-S-O-N-L-E-I-B-Y. You can also follow my podcast, Ruined, um, at Ruined Podcast. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why do we have followers? Because um, I don't even know the name of the handle. Um, if you guys had seen the, fa- which th- that's me every day. That's like, me when I forget the name of this name? podcast. I've absolutely um, misspelled my name before. So uh, it's called Ruined. Uh, I'm Allison and my co-host is Hallie and you can download it. Anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, we're part of Crooked Media, so feel free to check Very out there. Or if, you know, Spotify, Apple, we're, however, you, I don't really know how anyone listens <laughs> to anything, so just get it um, and follow us. And we have a Patreon. If you're, like, so into it, you want to pay for it, do it. Uh, we would love that. I have a lot of things to buy. And... Um, <laughs> On Instagram, I'll post all my shows around New York. I've got a few fun, a few fun things in December. Yes, um, but kind of a chill next week or so. So incredible, yeah. love that, yeah. guys. Um, I don't. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all she wrote. Um, Instagram at Dame Galley, Patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. There are two new episodes up. One with uh, Dylan Hafer. One mm. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Who cares? I have Thanksgiving week. There's also an hour-long episode about. I had a lot uh, episode up. I had a lot to say about Beverly Hills, Sutton and Kyle, Craig. Um, Teddy came up as she un- unfortunately sometimes does. Um, other chit chatting. So again, you can support the AG Patreon number one way of supporting the pod by joining it and listening to those incredible bonus episodes at patreon.com slash girls. I already said Instagram. I really don't have anything else cooking. Who I think that's it. there's nothing. I might be doing a Substack maybe, but like maybe not, but also possible. So Sweet. stay tuned for that, TBD. Um, <laughs> and on that note, Allison Livey, thanks so much for coming back. Thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving, whatever. And um, 30% off, never 25. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.